Okay, good morning everyone. It's Andrew Perry from The Daily Reel. I'm here with Dave Vogt uh, from Revel Realty. Dave and Steph, real estate team. Thanks for coming on today. No worries, man. It's really my pleasure. appreciate that. Thanks. Absolutely. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm very sorry. I missed your uh, Revel talk there. Um, what was it? Last a week today, right? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, um, Thursday, yeah. Uh, Friday. Yeah. I love your story and I, I apologize that I couldn't make it that day. Um, but that prompted me to, uh, you know, invite you on the Daily Reel and, um, and uh, you know, explain your story and explain that talk a little bit. Um, before I get started today, I just want to give a shout out um, to everybody at Aurea uh, for putting on the uh, Ontario Real Estate um, Conference, uh, the party conference there uh, a couple of days ago. I think it was on Monday. Um, Stephen Harper was the main um, uh, speaker there. Uh, we all actually got a free book. His new book is right here, right now. Uh, it's all about, um, you know, there, there's a little bit of President Trump, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, the, the political atmosphere that's going on right now. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, um, immigration and things like that. So if you have time, pick it up. It's a good book. Uh, we talked a whole lot at that conference all about, uh, like, you know, what, what's going on with, um, you know, realtors being able to incorporate and stuff like that. Tax cuts for realtors, which I know would be huge for a lot of us. Absolutely. Uh, I know when I first started um, handing over that first big income in HST. <laughs> check was crazy but anyways we're gonna get into it uh dave thanks for coming on the show um so how long have you guys been in real estate now so stuff started six years ago as a uh as a single agent uh we were flipping houses at the time and it was kind of the next step i guess because our business um we were marketing and advertising all our own homes and we had used a couple of realtors and i mean the experience was okay but we were a little bit uh kind of disappointed in the sense that they weren't able to convey all of the renovations that we had done to the property. So we thought, you know what, to make it better for us, it yeah. just made sense to go out and uh, get stuff licensed. So we did that strictly to benefit our own business as house flippers. Yeah. But uh, shortly after that, you know, Steph's like, hey, you know what, uh, I love working on the houses with you, but I actually like looking like a girl once in a while. And uh, it's kind of fun to go out and show houses and actually get dressed up. And yeah. I'm like, all right, you want to do this full time? She's like, I want to give it a kick. I'm like, all right, let's do it then. So mm -hmm. I incorporated a little bit of guerrilla marketing. We put her in a pink tool belt and hard hat and <laughs> put her on a sign. And um, that really made a difference. Like people noticed it, it stood out. And I always knew that marketing and advertising to find motivated sellers that yeah. it was really a key thing to... Because uh, you guys have always um, uh, been big into like marketing, branding, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're a little bit of a techie as well. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I can't like completely design a website, but I've always used WordPress websites and they've been very, uh, very good to me. Um, we're looking at changing things up as we move forward, but yeah, the branding and the, the lead generation, all yeah. of that, um, it was one of the best ways to find motivated sellers to find houses to flip. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of the where we started out and when Steph decided that she wanted to become a full-time realtor it was kind of a no-brainer it was easy you know yeah. to, to create a, a Facebook page and build a website and yeah, well it's, it's funny because I think it's uh, the commercial <clears throat> course um, where inside the course it says one of the disadvantage um, or costs 
that investors are you know inflicted with is the cost of a realtor. Yes. So I think you know especially if, especially if you're thinking about you know doing your own real estate investing uh, as more of a, a career or a portfolio, it's important uh, to potentially you know get your license or you know just work with somebody that you really really trust. Yeah, and we did a, a really good deal because we went and first ended up over we're at uh, Royal LePage in in uh, Port Coburn because that's where we were flipping houses. But um, the deal was that. We did make a deal with the broker there that we were able to do um, to list our properties and then just pay a, a nominal fee for each side of our, our flip. Yeah. And then we had to pay the realtor on the other side, which cut our commissions down. Instead of paying a full 5% or whatever right. uh, whatever they wanted to do for us, um, we were always trying to negotiate a deal out of it. But at the end of the day, we ended up doing uh, getting stuff licensed to help us out. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And um, so take us back from the beginning, your first flip. Well, actually, first, you know what? Actually, first, tell everybody that's watching, how many flips have you done? Uh, 25 flips in 13 years in 13, now. Wow, that's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. So, all right, so now that we know how many you've done uh, you know, in, in 13 years, take us back 13 years ago with your first one. What did that look like? How did the process go? Um, you know, let us know. Well, I was a, uh, I had my own auto shop at the time. I was a licensed auto mechanic. Oh, I had run my own auto shop called Dave's Pit Stop up in Welland. <laughs> um, I think at the time when we started, I was into, I, I ran it for 13 years, and I think we started about six years before we sold it. Um, so I actually sold the shop and went full time as a house flipper, but that's not how it started out. We literally, um, Steph ended up inheriting, well, not inheriting, her aunt had money and she wanted all the all the um the kids in the family to have a little bit of money so she gave ten thousand dollars out to all the kids and it wasn't a ton of money but we knew that if we put it into a bank account or good place to start yeah. yeah but we didn't know what to do with it so we were like looking around thinking of things and i would already been dabbling in real estate at the time yeah. so it just made sense to 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 get into real estate so we went out and bought this tiny little wartime over on bishop in welland and that turned out to be our first flip. So we would work at the shop, and Steph was working at the shop with me then. She was the front desk girl and doing some of the paperwork and the books. And so we would leave there at sometimes 7, 8 o'clock at night. We would go to the house. We would work on that till like, you know, 12, yeah. 1 o'clock in the morning. And then we'd get up and do it all over again. So we did that for about three months. We sold the property. We made like 3000 bucks. Yeah. But we learned a lot. And in there, we incorporated a bunch of tools that we bought. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it just kept rolling on from there. We just, the first couple we just did in our own names. And then as time went on, we incorporated the business. And then when I sold the shop, we just went full bore. Mm -hmm. So so for everybody who has not incorporated as an investor or as a business, how important uh, is that, uh, you know, to be able to grow your portfolio and, uh, you know, make some money? That's an interesting one because there's, couple of ways you can look at it. Incorporating is great. I mean, it gives you the protection and li for yeah. liability reasons and whatnot. Yeah. Had to do it all over again, I don't know that I would. I would definitely incorporate, like, go register a business for sure. Um, it just depends on what scale you want to do that. My intentions in the beginning were to grow it really, really big. Right. And unfortunately, in the, in the flipping business, you can't scale unless you hire people to be able to do that. So we were literally the, the hands-on renovators so we did everything from the you know the electrical plumbing you name it we did it um we did hire in some trades over time yeah. but for the most part we did everything ourselves um if i had to go back and do that model again i would completely change it i would probably hire a couple of crews and i mean you could do really really well 
there's people down in the states that are doing millions of dollars a year just doing that and they're doing multiple properties a month they've got yeah. two three teams a few projects on the go <clears throat> yeah so if yeah. you're doing that absolutely incorporate because you got some problems but it's it's one of those things like financially you got to look at it too the bookkeeping for an incorporation versus uh, a sole proprietor setup is is completely different too but as long as you're running it as a business then there's no capital gains and I think that's the cool part right 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 so you, it's your normal source of income right you're going out you're buying a house you're fixing it you're making money on it so that's you're going out there generating business that way so for corporate tax you're just paying your mm -hmm. corporate rate uh, if it was personal you would be paying your full personal tax so it's right. kind of yeah so it's like an income it's kind of give and a take right so you got to yeah. figure out where you want to be obviously sit down with an account and I always tell people and figure it out but at the end of the day you got to run it as a business okay and so how did you how did you fund the next flip I mean were you just using um, the revenue from past flips were you leveraging other people's money was it just you guys yeah we ended up actually in the end we we started out with that ten thousand dollars and we right. kind of reinvested it on the next one but as time went on we realized that we needed to do something different and so we met a couple of uh, I actually was part of the Rockstar real estate group for a while we were platinum members there oh really I met a gentleman there named uh, Steve Dengate awesome guy <clears throat> excuse me he ended up um, he ended up helping us out on our first like partnered up with us and did almost like a joint venture with us on yeah. one which translated eventually into him just being kind of a, a private money guy and then we went out and found another gentleman who is a retired uh, dentist and did the same thing in that process I learned about how to use RSP money to be able to take it and reinvest it into helping do private lending mm -hmm. um, using trust companies and keeping that arm's length so that the RSPs didn't get triggered for taxes and everything else. Right. Yeah. But if somebody say had, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars sitting in RSP, I basically taught them how to, uh, you know, I read a book about it, I figured it out, mm -hmm. but then I, I taught other um, other people with, with RSPs how to take that money and invest it with us at 10 and 12%. So they're getting a great return, but we had to do it at arm's length through um, a trust company and that was, yeah. gave us the ability to do that. Okay, and then so you've, You've got a whole bunch of flips. Did you do all those? Was it 21, 20, 25. 25. So did you do all those 25 before you got into real estate? Or mm, no. 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 Steph was, so Steph started when we were probably, well, six years ago. Yeah. So we were already, we'd already flipped quite a few at that point before she got licensed as a realtor. Um, and then it was one of those things that now I didn't have my right hand man, no pun intended, but. Yeah she was there all the time with me lifting up the other end of something and helping with everything so I'm at the houses I'm working by myself I hired a few guys here and there but yeah at the end of the day I wasn't really happy you know I wasn't working with her all the time which I had done for the last you know up to that point yeah. probably 12 years we were together we've been together 15 years Wow. so it was just a transitional thing and it just made sense for me to go out. I saw how well she was doing mm -hmm. the first year she didn't do really well we were just helping out her own flips and then yep. When she said that she wanted to be legit and she wanted to look like a girl every day and didn't want to work on the houses, I was like, all right, yeah. let's go. And Trade in the boots for heels. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and she absolutely went out and crushed it. Like we, awesome, yeah. You know, the marketing and everything worked, and, and we just kept building that um, relationship with the clients and working with the sphere of influence that we had at the time, mm -hmm. which was pretty significant because of my business, which was great. Yeah. So we were able to reach out to people, tell them that this is what we were doing, and um, I jumped on board with her. This was the next logical step for us. Wow. So we continued to do a few flips in there at the end. Um, and then I think it was in 2016 that I got sick. 
And that kind of screwed everything up, right? It was like, what's the next step? So yeah, it was crazy. And so our business took a little bit of a hit too on the real estate side of things because we kind of backed off. We're worried about my health and trying to get me healthy. And then uh, now we're back at it. Everything's firing on all cylinders. Everything's good. Yeah. And business is awesome. I mean, it's a real estate's an incredible way to make money. I love it. Yeah. So no, me too. That's why <laughs> I do all these little things. I mean, like, you know, you get a podcast, you start doing vlogs, you start doing listing videos, you start doing anything that, you know, that's what's the beauty about this career is that you can actually have so much creativity and freedom to do what you want because essentially you don't really answer it to anybody. I mean, yeah. Of course. You know, brokerages have, you know, their <laughs> guidelines and rules and things like that. But for the most part, we can basically do whatever we want so that we can be perceived how we want yeah. and how it reflects our business. It's kind of an eye opener because as a guy that always worked with my hands, you know, as an auto mechanic and then flipping houses and doing all that work and transitioning over into the real estate industry as, as a, a salesperson. But also as a business owner, I was still I was always a business owner. I could never handle the thought of oh, man. Yeah, working dude. for somebody else. It was just I've always been on my own since I was a kid. You know, like even my first bunch of jobs, I didn't really like working for the man. It was uh, always I was always innovative. I was always creative with things, and uh, you know, real estate really gives me that opportunity to do exactly that. And I see the things that you're doing as well. I mean, just going out there and being different and standing out from yeah, the crowd and I'm definitely different. yeah and marketing yeah i'm definitely different too <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it right but uh <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's a fun career and uh one that's very lucrative if done right and um there's a ton of advantages out there for people that are willing to put the time and the effort in yeah definitely so okay so 2016 comes you've been running uh successful investments flips uh, the real estate career was starting um, to kind of take off and then 2016 hits can you tell us a little bit about that and what kind of happened there to slow you down well pretty messed up actually you know I've been a healthy guy all my life ate good and everything and then now that I look back on it I you know the last 15 years I kind of fell off the wagon you know I was I was super fit when I was in my 30s and I'm 48 now but I look back and I was like the last 15 years of, of Flipping houses, working on them, working. working two jobs, you know, there's stress there. So I started eating poorly, you know, you grab what you can. And in 2016, my mom had a stroke and that kind of set me back. And I was like, you know, you, you handle stress differently as a business owner, I think. And, uh, yeah. you know, you kind of got to roll with the punches. So, you know, I used to close the shop door at the end of the day and walk away. But I always thought I was good at stress. And then I never realized it, but I think just everything kind of accumulates it's like a compound effect when it comes to your health yeah. and uh, so my mom got had a stroke and we managed to work through that no problem but um, I got really sick after she had her stroke and for two months I couldn't get healthy I, did, I had a, a head cold chest cold and it lasted forever and then I finally kicked it and we were into the middle of the summer yeah. and uh, I was still wheezing and couldn't figure out why and stuff kept bugging me go see the doctor go see the doctor and yeah. I'm not much on doctors yeah <laughs> But, like I think, I think. yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. But I ended up finally going in and get a chest x-ray. And I just remember sitting there at the table and the doctor's like, yeah, so this could be cancer and stuff. I'm like, okay, doc, what's next? And that's just the way I deal with things. Yeah. And I looked over at Steph and yeah. she's like, I'm like, oh, well, this is a big deal, right? Yeah. So what do we do, you know? And, um, you know, I ended up with a very rare form of lung cancer. I've never smoked or anything like that. Wow. Um, it's uh, less than 1% of people have what I have. Now, the fortunate thing is that there are some targeted medications, um, but my first inclination being a health nut and everything was to completely change my diet. Yeah. yeah. So I dove in and, and um, 
I became a whole food plant-based guy in the beginning, so basically a vegan. We were very strict with it. Yeah. Then we progressed over the last probably about six months into more of the ketogenic diet, which everybody's talking about now. But ketogenic diet, I look at cancer as a metabolic disease now more than a genetic disease. And you know that being said, you have to really look at it. What you put in your body is really, you are what you eat, right? And um, that's one thing I think I encourage everybody out there is to really look at your diet, look at your lifestyle. You know, and you got to make conscious choices. Everybody wants yeah. to get ahead in this world. And at the end of the day, I mean, money doesn't buy you. It buys you a little bit of comforts and things like that. Like I spent a lot of money last year paying for naturopathic treatments and things that I wouldn't have been able to pay for had I not had a good successful real estate business. But at the same time, you know, you have to really look at what's important in life and and make those decisions. If you take good care of yourself, if you try and get the right amount of sleep, and I mean, everybody harps on it, but be careful what you put in your body. Take care of your body because you only get one, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and I'm a guy who was like super healthy and it, it got me, right? So. It doesn't matter if it's heart disease or whether it's cancer. I mean, there's so many different things that we're susceptible to. And if you don't stay healthy and, and be positive about everything, right. absolutely. Um, you know, business is business, money is money, but family family, and, and the people in your life that are important are, are far more important than any yeah. of it. So. And then, so where where are you at now? Well, unfortunately, like, I've, been, I've been able to, um, for the first almost two years, I kept the cancer under control completely yeah. through diet. Um, they wanted to do radiation and chemotherapy in the beginning. I wasn't necessarily a candidate, but they looked at me. They did a big powwow with all the people in the Niagara region, and they yeah. decided that I would be a candidate for radiation and chemo. And so I had already done my research at that time and was like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'd seen family members go through it. It's it's debilitating. Like it. And I'm not going to say that it's not for everybody. There are certain types of cancers and the research that I've done that it is highly effective. Yeah. But for lung cancer in particular, the the odds weren't that great. So I decided not to do it. So I stuck with my diet routine and whatnot and kept it under control. And then um, I ended up uh, selling my place where we lived. I moved in with mom and dad at a basement apartment. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we can help you with the food and everything because we were busy. And I was like, yeah, that makes great sense. My mom and dad and I are close, and Steph's cool with them. So we went there. They kind of watched our dogs. We got to travel to Thailand. Yeah. We did some stuff that we wouldn't have been able to do had we not done it, but came to discover there was mold in their basement. Wow. And oh, mold is a, not a cool thing, and no. I couldn't figure out why I was getting worse, and that ended up being the cause. So I literally, we moved out of there immediately um, and found a place. Um, ended up moving into a new home, which, you know, no mold. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so it just made yeah. sense. It was the next logical step. But um, from there on in, I ended up um, starting on a targeted therapy, combining that with diet, and I have a 50% reduction. I had the wow. cancer went from my lung to my head. Um, <clears throat> in February, I was having trouble walking. But between the medication and the diet, I've actually been able to cut tumors in my head down by 50% and wow. been very successful yeah. with it. So I'm hoping, you know, knock on wood, that uh, we'll, we'll end up kicking this thing in the butt. I have every intention of, I don't yeah. even feel like somebody that's sick right now. It's pretty awesome. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you made the switch over to Revel pretty recently, but ever since I've known you, um, you've, you've been selling at a pretty high level. And especially, you know... If you guys don't hire me, hire Dave, <laughs> uh, because I, you've closed on a lot of properties since you've been here, even more than me. It's kind of funny. Like, 
I, I remember listening to this guy named Michael Gebbins on. He's a he's a guy that's on Facebook all the time. He's a guy I follow. Pretty young guy. He's a cool guy. He's always like rock and roll, always super positive, right? Yeah. And um, it's funny. I, I never judge a book by its cover anymore because Absolutely. I'm a perfect example. You know, I'll go into the grocery store and I'll hear somebody complaining about life and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, you know, like... You have no idea, like no idea. stuff, like, and you don't. Anybody that you meet on the street, they say one in one in two men will, are going to have cancer in their lifetime. One in two and a half women, but just everybody's got their own problems, right? And yeah. I've never judged a book by its cover. You know, that guy that's sitting on the street corner, there's a story. I so you know, and that's and life. Life will throw you curves in that. But um, when I started focusing on our business in a different way, like once I came out of this funk in February when I was struggling. And I really look back at where we had come from, where we had been. I decided wholeheartedly that we were going to go 110% in. Yeah. But I wanted to find a place to hang our hat that I knew that we would have the support that we needed. And not that we didn't have support over at Royal LePage. There was a few key people there that were very, yeah. very influential, very good people. Um, I can't knock I them. But um, the atmosphere in this office, um, the way that Ryan runs his business, it's different. It's um, I think he's a little bit more forward thinking in when that's, it comes to that's sure. yeah when yeah. it comes to the marketing when it comes to the culture I think and he's very yeah. big on the culture here, and I think it's a key thing. And I knew that if I came here with with Steph, it was a, a joint effort. But we knew that we would have the support mm -hmm. if something started to happen with me again, if things went downhill. I knew that there was going to be people in place here who would give her the confidence and the support to move forward. But we came in it and just went right back where we were. Um, yeah, I didn't see any disruption. No. Switch out the signs. Design, <laughs> well, you have, you, you sort of rebranded. I know you're working a little on something bit. else, but you had to switch the colors and everything like yeah. that. But, um, we did that literally in a 48-hour window. The first person or the first real estate team to uh, convince Ryan uh, to switch the signs <laughs> up a little bit. So that's a pretty impressive job in itself. We ran yeah, into that at Royal the Page, too, man. We caught a lot of flack for the yeah. pink tool belt and hard hat. My yeah. goodness, we got a ton of flack from that. Agents yeah. were complaining about it and everything else. They're like, how can they do that? And I'm like, eh, this one here, we had to work very closely with Ryan and Nikki. And uh, I'm really happy with the way this Yeah, me too. Out. I think it looks very sharp. Yeah. I've always had, I've built my own posts in that. I, I saw them. Um, there was a guy down in the States building them. They're like $75 a sign to buy. And I was like, no, nah, I want to build them <laughs> my own way. And they I, cost because well, we talked about that. I'm like, where do you get your signs? Yeah. It's like, I made them. And I said, no, 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 not like the actual <laughs> sign. Like, where do you get the wooden frames? He's like, I made them. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's obviously not understanding what I'm trying to ask. And that just shows you how handy I am with uh, yeah. you know, a set of tools. They're vinyl signs. I, I, I go to uh, Heritage Vinyl. I buy the vinyl. I cut them. Wow. I get them all routed out. Um, yeah, and I make the steel posts that go on the ground. So it's a really cool system. I'm actually thinking of uh, maybe not patenting, but definitely going over to China at some point, and getting them made up because I think I can get them made cheap cheaper. enough. Yeah, I could turn that yeah. into a little side yeah. business. But you know, yeah. I'm always doing the side hustle. I'm always trying to think of what's next, right? But at the end of the day, I mean, you are you. Whatever effort you put in is what you're going to get out of your business. And um, we literally came here. I remember calling Sandra at three o'clock in the afternoon, going, "Today's the day." We're gonna, and we literally bumped along for almost three months, trying to get to a point where we had no listings or at least able to switch yeah. to the to the new brokerage. And uh, I called her at three o'clock in the afternoon. I said, "Today's the day," and she called me at like 
459, I'll never forget. I picked up the phone and it was Sandra and she said, we're all good. And I'm like, thank goodness, right? Yeah. But then it was like, we had listings coming the next day. I had a listing appointment the next day. Yeah. So I needed signs. So I had to design the signs and we were on the phone with Santino. We're like, we need six signs. We need six for sales, six sold. Yeah. And it was like, wow, are we ever going to get this done? And it, it, it worked out. So. Yeah. It was a challenge, but it was fun. Well, you know, I think we're all glad that you guys are part of the Revel family now. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is a good place to kind of segue off, but yep. I really appreciate you coming on today and telling your story. No worries, my um, Like I said, I caught a little bit of the highlight reel because I spent a lot of time in the marketing office with our in-house marketing team, and uh, I caught uh, their highlight reel that they're working on for you. You're going to love it, by the way. It's going to be good. <laughs> um, but I'm like, okay, we got to get Dave on. Yeah. Cool, um, but yeah, man, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. And uh, thank you guys for all tuning in. Uh, what I'm going to do here is we'll, we'll leave this video up, um, but I'm going to download uh, the actual audio and upload it right to our podcast uh, so you can check out The Daily Reel on Facebook and iTunes and SoundCloud, and I'll have that up for you in a little bit. Okay, thank you. Thanks, guys.